Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into the December editions of Mondays with Matt. Um, once again here on the podcast, talking about investing, finance, and retirement with Matt Starkey. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing well today. Um, it's uh, early, well, I guess it's mid December. to late now, yeah. <laughs> November, and um, we got snow on the ground. It's very cold. This uh, cold streak's gone through the country, so we're experiencing a little or a lot, depending on where you're listening from, but uh, we got plenty of snow and cold weather now, so yeah. we're we're officially um, venturing into our winter season, and uh, the snowbirds, I think, are preparing or already on their way down to the warmer climate. Yeah, at the time of this podcast taping, uh, we tape these sometimes a week or two weeks early, depending. And of course, we got the holiday season just about to hit us. So this will actually air uh, the first week of December, I believe. But this will kind of serve as our our taping prior to Thanksgiving. So we hope that everybody had a happy Thanksgiving and didn't get too cold on the initial early cold snap that came through the area. But uh, yeah, it's that time of the year and it's letting us know, hey, don't forget about me. I'm going to, you know, I, I think the old farmer's almanac, and I don't know what the difference between the old and the new one is, but apparently the old farmer's almanac says it's going to be a really bad winter for several parts of the country with like seven major snowstorms. So hopefully not. We'll see. Yeah, that's one of the things that has been predicted this year is is lots of snow for us here in Michigan. One of the other indicators that could be correct is just a huge acorn harvest this year. The not harvest, but you know, the acorns right, falling when off they the fall, trees yeah. has been phenomenally a large, large amount um, that I've been noticing and uh family members cleaning them up out of their yard and literally you got buckets full yeah. of, of acorns <laughs> that they've shoveling and scooping up. So it, that that would indicate it's going to be a heavy winter. Yeah, it could. That's for sure. Well, we're going to get into our main topic here in a second here on Mondays with Matt. So we're going to talk a little about sabotaging our own retirements. Uh, but before we do, let me remind you that if you hear something interesting or useful that you want to learn more about or have a conversation about as it might pertain to your own situation, always check with a qualified professional like Matt. He's an investment advisor representative and the president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. Give him a call, 989-401-2949 if you do have some questions, 989 989- 401-2949. As always, subscribe to our podcast and share it, and you can subscribe to it on Google or Apple or Spotify and some other uh, platforms, whichever ones you might happen to use. And you can find it pretty easily at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That is GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. And then you'll see a little slash there, podcast, or you'll see a drop down for the podcast. You can click on that and go that route as well. All right, Matt, so let's talk sabotaging our own retirement. You know, there's so many things in a financial world that we cannot control, things that we have no control over. They stress us out, yada, yada, yada. But why in the world would we do things to sabotage our own retirement by messing with the things we can control? So I'm going to give you a couple of these and you just give us some ways to think about hopefully not causing ourselves additional stress. So for example, we'll start with the market, obsessing just over the short term ups and downs of the market. Uh, As of today's session, it's in the mid to upper 27s on the Dow. Uh, It's been climbing, falling, climbing, falling, pretty much like it's been doing the last, you know, what, 18 months. Yeah, the market is known and has been known a, a lot this year to have a lot of ups and downs based on really a lot of the news that's happening. We're in a year in 2019 here late in the late in the year and um, we've seen record after record after record in the market 
as far as highs go. A lot of the, a lot of the return this year was built in January, and then we it kind of tapered off a little bit after we had a down quarter quarter of last year. But the short term in the market is truly that it's short term. I mean, everybody loves the roller coaster volatility on the upside. They love to go high and go fast. It's just when you face that hill <laughs> and that first hill, that first drop, really people don't like the downside so much. So depending on your age and where you're at, if you're getting closer to retirement and obsessing about the short-term ups and downs is really bad to do. Getting emotional about the long-term strategy when we look at the short-term, that's a red flag for me when I'm talking to people. When they are measuring very short-term volatility, that's not why we build portfolios the way that we do. When it comes to investing, the short term, less than a year, is really what we consider and experts consider extremely short term. And when we measure returns for asset categories like large company growth and large value, small value, you know, Nobel laureates say 60 years may not be adequate enough time to get a good and predictable rate of return for an asset class. So they really, long term is like, 50 to 100 years is long term. Wow, yeah. uh, a, lot of us, a lot of us don't invest that long. So we are obsessed sometimes with the short term up and down. But what we like to do is we like to build a portfolio out of known asset categories and predictable ranges of returns for those asset categories. So we can really dial a portfolio in pretty well to say, hey, my range of returns is going to be between this amount and this amount. And as long as that falls within the range, and you're growing your assets over the long term towards that eventual retirement goal, don't fret and don't fuss about the short terms. It's best to turn off the news or not pay attention or don't get that reminder on your iPhone that you know the market just went up or the market just right. you know, crashed a little bit. Yeah, because um, that's going to happen, right? I mean, it's just going to be there. And that's kind of the nature of the beast. And I think it's only going to stay that way probably too for the next, at least for the next year or so. Um, sure. So yeah, so that's definitely a good idea. So that's one way you can sabotage your own retirement. Don't get too obsessed about it, especially if you've got a good plan, a trust in the plan, work, let the plan work for you, all those good kinds of pieces. Another place where we can sabotage our own is starting Social Security, but doing it at the wrong time. And of course, there's you know multiple camps. There's the wait as long as you can camp, and there's the turn it on as soon as you can camp. Yes, there are. And um, there's good reasons to do both. A lot of it depends, again, on your personal financial situation. You definitely need to have an advisor look at this with you. We have software that is pretty good at calculating how to maximize your social security. So if you have questions about, should I start it at age 62? Should I wait? Should I wait till full age or should I defer it all the way up until 70 and let it grow? really depends on how well off you are financially. Can you make it without taking social security and defer it longer? And if you don't need the money necessarily, or if you have enough investments to spread that gap, I've got clients in both boats, but the clients that can defer it, naturally you're going to grow social security benefits at the tune of about 8% tax-free annually. It compounds. And so if I can defer it longer and I don't have the market involved to grow my money at 8%, it's really predictably able to do that, a lot of people will will defer it. But starting it at the wrong time really is is a good way to sabotage it. If you start it early, the cost of living adjustments do vary. Um, a lot of times they're around 3%. I think this year there might be a little bit less on that cost of living adjustment to the monthly amounts that you get. So if you start Social Security before you're ready, you, you might be tapping into your investments to keep the same standard of living. 
And doing that at the wrong time, or let's say your investment portfolio is not where it needs to be, or the market has crashed and you're starting to pull out more out of that as a percentage, it can sabotage the quality of life that you're going to have later on down the road in retirement. So if you take out too much out of your portfolio too fast to supplement the social security, naturally, you're going to have less there in the future and it might just not be enough. So yeah. you need to meet with somebody, you need to review the the amounts and do you have a pension and how much will we need from our investments? So don't start it at the wrong time. Definitely, it's super easy to maximize it. We, you just have to do the analysis or the calculation. So definitely talk to your advisor about Social Security if you have any question whatsoever. Yeah. And of course, if you are not working with someone and you need some help, let Matt know. He Again, he's an RIA. So give him a call at 989-401-2949 before you take any action, especially with Social Security, because yes, technically there is a one year kind of, you can kind of redo it, but you got to pay that money back. And there's a whole, you know, there's all those little things in there. So you're better off to get the advice and make the decisions before you take any action. So give Matt a jingle, 989-401-2949. Okay. So pretending like uh, the nursing home thing is not going to happen to you or it's so far into the future that you just don't need to worry about it right now is another way, Matt, we can sabotage our own retirement because I get it. No one wants to think about that being the case. A long-term care event is unpleasant to consider. And I think nursing home the traditional kind of, oh, nursing home, I think, I mean, it scares the pajipas out of a lot of us, and I and understandably so, but just pretending like it may not happen is silly when it when it's, what, two out of every three people? Yeah, the statistic is really high as far as your chances of needing a stay. Now, what does that statistic mean? Well, these polls come in, and, and they come in at different times, so sometimes it's just a short stay in a nursing home. But if you look at the averages, you know, the average requirement for a stay tends to be between two and four years for the average person that does require nursing home stay. A lot of people today are actually moving into like an assisted living or a senior facility where they're a little bit independent, but they have people on staff. Those cost money. But you're right. I mean, we can't ignore the fact that one of us, if you're a married couple and you're 60 to 65 years old, over age 65, the statistic gets really dramatic that one of the two of you will stay in a nursing home at some point for an extended period. So you can't ignore the fact if you've done a good job planning and, and investing, you may be able to self-insure, which means you just spend money out of your current investments to pay for that. And um, the other factor could be full nursing home care could easily cost in today's dollars, it's costing $9,000 a month for full nursing home care that price can be higher or lower depending on where you're at. So if people require a stay and you didn't haven't saved enough, then you're spending down your assets, which limits how much you can leave for your beneficiaries. And then if you happen to qualify for Medicare, you've got to make sure that your estate plan is done and done well to preserve and protect what you can pass to those, to those heirs. So yeah. you definitely want to get an attorney involved if you're looking at on the brink of nursing home care, but your financial advisor also needs to be involved and aware and to help you plan for something like this. So yeah. long-term care insurance is a good way to insure. I mean, you insure your car, you insure your home. Those are paid for a lot of times, but you still insure it just in case. So should we have insurance there for our health just in case as well? The biggest argument is, hey, it's really expensive. Well, so are a lot of things, but you know, that new vehicle you're driving <laughs> costs you a lot of money too. And you could have easily paid for 10 years of 
premiums on a long-term care policy instead of buying the new vehicle. So it's just a matter of wants and needs. And But don't ignore the fact you're right because it could cripple you financially at just the wrong time. Yeah, no, absolutely. certainly could. And so, again, these are ways we sabotage our own retirement. So do not just put the head in the sand and, and pretend like that's not something that could happen. Uh, we'll flip it to a more uh, kind of a f- happier type of uh, conversation where we can sabotage our own retirement. And that is assuming that because we love our job or really enjoy our job today means that we'll always love it and never want to retire. I know so many people who do that. They say, oh, I really I love what I do. I have no interest in retiring. But, you know, 10 years later, you might be singing a different tune. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm of the the same camp of, hey, if I enjoy what I'm doing, why would I want to retire? But you got to be realistic and uh, realize that, you know, I work with a lot of seniors. And, and you know what? Some people feel at a, at a specific age, they're just like, you know what? I am done. I cannot stand my feet anymore. I cannot deal with people anymore. I'm ready to be done. And I think, you know, eventually you, you get there. There are a few exceptions to that rule that, yeah, they love their work and they never want to give it up. Some people need to get kicked out. <laughs> but uh, no, this is something that, you know, as far as sabotaging your retirement, it, it doesn't sound like it's a huge problem. But at the same time, if you lose your edge, you know, you get old enough that things start to fade away or you lose, you know, if you're in the service business and you can't service clients, your customers well enough. You want to be careful of that. So if you haven't planned, some people really don't have much choice as far as working. They they kind of have to work. But just because you like your job now, you're right, and doesn't mean you'll always love it. So have an exit strategy or have an exit plan and plan your retirement around that and take plenty of time to enjoy life. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think that's the right idea because if you do ignore it and you think, well, I I love it and I'm always going to love it, then if you change your mind one day and you haven't come up with an exit plan or an exit strategy and you don't know your numbers, well, then you become even more grouchy or more upset about, you know, being so quote unquote trapped in a job that you don't care for anymore because you don't know if you can get out. So having a good plan in place allows you to kind of keep that mindset of, yeah, I do love it. But when the day comes, I don't love it. I know I'm ready to go. So you could go either way on that. All right. Well, final one here on sabotaging our own retirement, not identifying how much we're going to need to spend uh, for the rest of our life to maintain the lifestyle. I think where people trip up on this, Matt, is they say, um, all right, so it's $5,000 a month. That covers everything. We've gone through every line item. Uh, $5,000 will get us there each and every month. And we're let's say we're bringing in six uh, in retirement. So we're great. We're grand. We're wonderful. Everything's going to be set. But is that really truly identifying the rest of your spending life? Did you take into account inflation and so on and so forth? Yeah, I sit down with people every day that, you know, they think they're good to go. And then all of a sudden, this expense gets out of control or that expense or all of a sudden, um, you know, I was sitting with someone the other day and they just said, oh, I made a mistake and, you know, I need $20,000 to fix it. (laughs) Okay. She didn't elaborate as to what the mistake was, but uh, it was a fairly new client and, and I was like, didn't want to pressure her, but at the same time, a $20,000 mistake is huge. Sure. If that's a, if that's gambling, um, overspending on credit cards, there could be a number of things during retirement, but not identifying how much you need to spend will have an impact on your lifestyle. And uh, so one of the things that people say is during retirement, I think I can live on less. You know, I think, I don't think we'll need as much. Yeah. But who wants to but, go backwards in retirement, right? You're right. And not a lot of people do want to decrease their standard of living. In fact, a lot of people want to spend more to keep up with their other retiree friends or, hey, they're taking vacation or they go to Florida in the winter and I want to do that too. A lot of times you end up spending 100% of what you were making pre-retirement, sometimes even more. So 
you really have to take a good close look at it. And the way that you can do that is sitting down, doing a cash flow, what I call cash flow worksheet. Some people call it a budget, but I just, the easy way to do is look at the last three months of our expenses and were they on fixed things that we absolutely have to have or flexible things and and then plan into your budget time, have that lifestyle you want, plan vacation money, plan it out and um, definitely want to enjoy retirement. And so identify those upfront plan for them and you'll have a successful retirement and not sabotage yourself. All right. Well, there you go. That's our main topic this week on the podcast Mondays with Matt. Let's hit an email question in the mailbag before we depart this week. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. And our email question is from Randall. And Randall is, where's Randall at? Randall is a Bay City. He says, hey guys, I'm in my mid-50s and don't have much saved for retirement at all, but I do own my own business and I've had a really big year. He says huge with a bunch of U's in there, (laughs) but uh, by far the best I've ever had. So I'm going to have some big profits that I can invest for retirement. Matt, give me some places where I can start to plan for retirement. Well, that's um, great news. Congratulations on the big year, the huge year for your business. Uh, Yeah, planning for retirement is the earlier you can start, the better. But having not planned much, the game isn't over. Definitely want to talk to your advisor or that's why you're writing in. Give me a call personally here and we can uh, sit down and discuss some strategies. But immediately, there's a couple of things that come to mind. Business owners have some unique tax advantages that are available to them through you know, retirement plans where they can have deductions from their taxable income. Some of them can be larger if they're like a like a self-employed person with not many employees. And so there, you can stick sometimes up to 25% of uh, your income into a plan pre-tax. So there's some good ways to do it. Uh, if you own a business and you have employees, there's some other ways that you can do that and get the company to match and, you know, as far as getting funds into retirement programs. But Really, we would want to look at the whole situation, um, analyze you know where you're at, what you think you're going to need in the future, and you know plan for good years. I mean, if if you've had a good year, you might need to set aside. If you're in a seasonal business too, and you have some good seasons, you need to plan for the times when the business isn't going to function properly as well. So one of the things, and I'll just bring this up with you, Mark. When I talk to business owners, I did I did a lot of walk-ins on business owners, cold calling when I first started in my in the the business. One of the things I frequently heard from a business owner is, well, I'm putting, I'm reinvesting everything in my business. And I said, well, what about your backup plan? Everybody needs a backup plan. So what if your business fails? You know, statistics aren't great for new businesses, especially. Right. Or what if, or what if you get disabled and, and you're, you can't perform all the functions of your business? Everybody should have a good backup plan. So don't fail to plan or you're just planning to fail yep. as the saying goes. That's right. That's right. Well, Randall, hopefully that gives you a couple things to think about. As Matt said, uh, if you're not working with an advisor, reach out, give them a call, get on the calendar, have a conversation, uh, talk through some of those things. And don't forget, you know, that huge year comes the partnership with Uncle Sam too. So they'll be waiting as well. So 989-401-2949 to call Matt or anybody else listening. If you have not done so, if you're not currently a client, you want to talk with Matt, give him a jingle and come in for a complimentary review. And you can also, if you uh, are working with Matt or you want to share this podcast or if you found us through whatever uh, outlet or resource make sure you subscribe to us on apple 
or Spotify or Google or whatever platform of choice you use. You can type in Mondays with Matt, search out the name of the show and subscribe to it that way. You can also just go to the podcast page on Matt's website, which is GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Click on the podcast page, listen to past episodes. You can share them, Facebook them, tweet them. I think there's a few different options and ways you can do that as well with others who may benefit. And with that, we'll say goodbye for this week on Mondays with Matt. We hope that you had a fantastic Thanksgiving and uh, and enjoy your now December. And Matt, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good, Mark. Goodbye, everybody. We'll Have see a great week. Absolutely. Have a great week. We'll see you next time on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.